Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Mojo Mondays with refreshed me and refreshed Carly Taylor. Hello. Yes, we're back from Vietnam after an overnight flight. I didn't feel refreshed on Friday, that's for sure. No, no, exactly. Uh, but all good now after a very cool trip. And yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. And I believe um, a little bit of inspiration from Vietnam for the Mojo Monday today. Yeah, a bit of inspiration. I thought we would talk about accepting or asking the question, how do we accept and expect that we are going to get metaphorically slapped in the face or punched in the face with life challenges? And I was listening to Brian Johnson the other day who um, I love his stuff. He's, he's very aligned with what we do and he was kind of talking about this. And I think, you know, we expect to have an easy life, of course, because that's a comfortable life, but it's pretty delusional to think that we're going to go through life having it easy all the time. Yep. Um, but we do, we seem to expect that. And, you know, talking about getting punched in the face, I was thinking about you and how you um, did a professional boxing um, bout quite, quite a, few, quite a few years ago. I got the got the terminology right. <laughs> um, but you, you know, you walked, you willingly walked into that ring knowing that you were going to get punched in the face. So you trained your butt off for months and months knowing that that was going to happen. But you put the work in and you trained. And I think that's a really good metaphor for life. It's like, And that's the work that we do is that we train ourselves so when we do get slapped in the face or punched in the face, we're ready for it mm. and we're ready for the, for the discomfort. And I'm talking when I say slapped, that's like the everyday stuff. So that's like, you know, you leave your computer in a taxi. <laughs> Um, or, you know, somebody says something hurtful to you or, you know, your kids have left their lunch at home, all that sort of daily stuff that's a bit of a slap in the face and how you cope with that. And then the punch in the face is the big stuff. Mm. So getting diagnosed with a disease or, you know, divorce or COVID or, you know, getting fired from your job. So how can we train ourselves so we're ready for that inevitable challenge that's going to happen at some stage in our life? Yeah, and look, it's a big one from the Stoics. This um, Epictetus said, "We must not enter in lightly for to that for which we have not prepared." I think he said, "We must undergo a hard winter's training, and not enter in lightly for that which we have not prepared." And he was talking about life, right? So the mm. Stoics were were big on this sort of thing, and 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 you actually mentioned there. Uh, about people getting offended it's it's been said that Epictetus who um, w was studying at, at Nero's court the emperor Nero so Epictetus was hanging around the court and and he basically noticed and talked about that people um, would get wounded by minor offenses and that they would ah. get con consumed by petty grudges and for me, it's a it's that little thing about about human life that when we have stuff easy, then um, the brain is always looking for negative stuff, right? And I think us being in Vietnam, um, I mean, we've travelled extensively, but our kids, it was a big eye opener for them, mm. and just seeing 
how tough life is, particularly when we were up trekking around the hill tribes and seeing yeah. like three and four year olds working, right? Uh, and and so uh, many kids working, like yeah. it was incredible. It, it was, and and it's that whole thing about now because we have an easy life, relatively speaking. You know, there's all this focus on people getting offended and and expecting not to be offended, and it drives me batshit crazy, right? Just yeah, like yeah. it drove Epictetus batshit crazy two thousand years ago. Is yeah, that, you know what? This small stuff. You get. I mean, the, the the Stoics said that we are all actors in a play, and that we should play our given roles well. Right. Mm. So if we really think about what that means is, is just that if you're actors in a play and, you know, they talked a lot about fate and amor fati and love of fate. Um, and, and it's just sometimes you need to understand that the universe gives you a shit sandwich. Right. Sometimes it's yeah. a little shit sandwich. It's a slap in the face. Sometimes it's a punch in the face. But how do you play your given roles well uh, at, at any time? Right. And it's that and, little things about sweating the small stuff. And, 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 you know, that then when people, and for me, this whole thing about trigger warnings. Now, I'm just going off on a rant because you've set yes, me up. Yes, you are. This. We're going off on a tangent now. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> but, but, but this does my head in all this stuff about trigger warnings. And there's trigger warnings for everything. The research is showing that trigger warnings make things worse. And and if you think about it, if you're constantly telling people this could be offensive, this could be bad, you could be what it does is it 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 heightens people's amygdala, right? And and even people who have gone through trauma, trigger warnings don't help. They actually make stuff worse because they make them avoid stuff. Uh, and and so this whole thing of we are becoming more and more soft and and having all of these trigger warnings, which actually serve they're, they're well intentioned. But they're actually making stuff worse because then people's brains get hyper vigilant. Oh, is this going to be bad? Is this going to be bad? And 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 it runs off this natural negativity, hardwired negativity bias that we have around survival. But when mm. you're just then constantly focusing on the small stuff, um, and and you know getting wounded by offences uh, uh, and and these sorts of things and consumed by petty grudges, it, yeah. it really it's not helpful, not helpful. And I do think because you talk a lot about how we've never had it so easy, mm. but we we're we're struggling. At, you know, mental health is at its all time worse, and you know it it feels like that as you say, our brains have this negative bias, so we're looking out for things to to be a problem and and that's causing a lot of problems. I mean there I'm reading a book at the moment and it is about a Vietnamese um, lady who, as a child, was a peasant in the hill tribes in Vietnam during the um the Vietnam okay. War. Now she had incredible hardship. like she there was no food. they ate one small meal a day. They had to have, you know, when they had the warnings, they had to flee their homes when the enemy was coming, live in trenches. Um, she had her house burned down. Now, she was forced to, to endure these hardships and she actually has said that what it has taught her is how to be strong when 
you feel weak or or how to be brave when you are feeling afraid. And she's learned all this stuff, but through no real choice of her own. Whereas mm. now we have a choice. Yeah. Because we do have it so easy, we don't go through these well, some people go through hardships, but a lot of us are not going through hardships. So how do we train ourselves to do that rather than fall into this pattern of looking for problems? Yeah. Um, you know, and you have written a book called Death by Comfort. So I'll just give you a little plug there because maybe the answers are in the book. <laughs> I, I, I think they are. And, and, and look, it is. And, and, and I've often talked about this, that, that uh, you know, I noticed myself, you develop after a while of having stuff easy, you get a soft underbelly. Yeah. And, and deliberate exposure to stress and challenge, right? And and as um, uh, Stan, um, who, who Stan Beecham, who's been on the podcast, said, you, you know, we must take on as much challenge and responsibility as we can tolerate, you know? And yeah. that Epictetus must undergo a hard winter's training, right? When we have life so easy, and it is frigging really easy in Australia for the vast yeah. majority of people, comparatively speaking, right? Um, you know, the, the the human spirit is amazing when forced to do stuff, like in the Vietnam War, like in, the, in, in not right now in Korea, uh, sorry, in Ukraine, what people are yeah. having to go through. When they don't have a choice, the human spirit is amazing. But when we do have this choice and we're not exposed to stuff, we naturally will develop a soft underbelly. So we need to do that hard winter's training. And this is through stuff like, hard exercise, right? Like pushing yourself to the point past discomfort. Uh, you know, I, yeah. we, we were chatting with with Kira the other day when we were in Vietnam and, um, you know, had her in the gym and, and I was talking to her about, you know, voluntary discomfort and, and actually going to failure and going past failure. You know, I was teaching her that whole idea of forced repetitions and, that, yeah. and, and, and said to Kira, the, the reason why you do this is because, there is a crossover when you have that, you go through that physical discomfort, you increase your general discomfort tolerance. And, and that's the thing is doing the cold showers. It, and the, the, the reason to do the cold showers is because you don't have to. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Marcus Aurelius even talked about that. Talked yeah. about um, physical training and cold water bathing to develop his character because he said it is this character that you will need to face challenges in your life, right? Because if you so, can't, if you actually can't put that that tap to cold for 20, 30 seconds, then how are you going to cope when the shit hits the fan? That, uh, uh, that's exactly what I say. And, and, and even when I talk about all the benefits of cold exposure, right, in, in terms of, the impact on neurotransmitters, which is huge, the impact on the immune system, the impact on your antioxidant defense system. There's a huge amount of benefits for that. And, and then still I'll say to you, so who's going to have a crack? And, and generally about half say, yes, I'll have a crack, and half go, no, I'm not doing it. And, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's that sort of avoidance of discomfort is not serving us well. Like, like no. when so life that, is easy, that's when you have to seek voluntary discomfort. Yeah. So if you are afraid of the cold, be brave and it feel is. the cold anyway. Yeah. I, I freaking hate the cold. You know that. Oh, I so do I. I hate it. 
<laughs> you know, but I have my cold shower every single day, right? Even yeah. if I'm in, a, in an ice bath and then I warm up and then I'm going to have a shower, I have to turn it to cold for 30 seconds at the end because it's just, it's a rule, right? That That's the thing. Yeah. Um, and so this this whole idea of um, seeking discomfort deliberately and, and particularly, I think you mentioned about that self-awareness about how mm. you react to little things. I'm going to give you a story. Playing soccer this morning. With, with the boys, um, Oscar's team, under 13s, were playing against a team that were renamed nameless. A parent of the other side was refing, and he was cheating, blatantly cheating. Uh, and we ended up losing the game. We should have won like 10 0. We, we missed so many chances, and, and football's like that. But, um, you, you know, they, they scored a legitimate goal. But when you say football, you mean soccer, just for the football, Aussies. Football, soccer, soccer, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> But all the guys were so upset afterwards with the referee because he was blatantly cheating and, you know, we could have had a couple of goals and stuff like that. And and in my head, I was like, well, here's an opportunity. And I didn't even have to do it because Brian, who, who is the head coach, very aligned, just went straight in. And his first words were, guys, we can't control that. We don't focus on that. We focus on, on ourselves. We focus on how we played. We don't talk about the referee. We just focus on ourselves, right? And, mm. and you know, talking to Oscar because he was so angry at the car because he has a strong sense of justice as I do. And I said to him, mate, you're going to come across this in life, right? And we, and you just, you can't spend time getting annoyed by it and stuff. So I had a little chat with him in the car. And then he showed me later um, that he put on a little message to the guys in the group and I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was basically about guys. Not wor- let's not worry about it. We played well today, and it was just we had a referee with bad character, right? Oh, did he? <laughs> he did, yes. And so, but it's that sort of stuff, right? That that you you just you don't sweat the small stuff. You play your given roles well. Yeah, bad shit and you happens. focus you focus on what you can control and and accept the emotion that comes up, accept the thoughts that come up because naturally you're going to get pissed off, but then you can recognise that, look at that and go, okay, this isn't helpful to me. What can I can control right now? Um, and that's just so important when you're doing this training. It's like, what can I control? I can't control that I'm afraid of the cold, but I can control that I put my hand on the tap and I turn it to cold. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We all we all get to choose how we react to our circumstances. And as the again to to quote the Stoics, they said that even situations where you you can't control anything, you still um can control how you react to your circumstances and you can look at bad stuff as an opportunity to practice a virtue or to sharpen your character, right? Yeah, yeah. And that starts with self-awareness, doesn't it? Because yeah. recognize how you react, whether you get slapped in the face, whether you get punched in the face, what's your automatic reaction? And that's okay. That'll happen. But then you actually can control what you do next. You don't have to go into that spiral of that reaction. Um, so so that's where focusing on what you can control and then taking that next step. Absolutely. So I think uh, the lesson for this, I think given everything that we said, is to just be aware this week for the listeners about how you react to things and um, and whether you're overreacting in the big scheme of things, right? Comparing your life right now to 
the Vietnamese in the Vietnam War or Ukrainians right now, and the small stuff that you would normally sweat is just look for that as an opportunity to have a different reaction this week. Yeah, and take a cold shower every morning. (laughs) Especially. I better start. I better start tomorrow. (laughs) Especially if you do not like the cold. Yes, like me. (laughs) That's it for this week, folks. So we will report back next week when Carly's had seven cool showers uh, out of seven this week. Uh, (laughs) And we'll see how we go. All right. See ya. I'm cold already. 